You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. Welcome back, Grimsters <laughs> and Gremlins. It, it is episode 321, The Inheritance. This is the Grim After Show at AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Welcome back, everyone. As always, joining me on the panel... Dylan Chance. Oh, hello. <laughs> and Yell Teagle. Hello, we're twins today. Yay. Twinsies. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that was not planned, to my knowledge. Nope. It was. I <laughs> left my pink shirt at home. Don't tell him. <laughs> well, I was. I I asked Dylan to be twinsies with me. Oh, ow! No, I'm hurt. So we're gonna. Get hey, don't worry. Episode. Last week she tried to send hex and beast poison yeah. to me. That's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> this true. Is my way of apologizing. <laughs> well, let's get let's get into it, guys. And the quote, No, said the king, I had rather die than place you in such great danger as you must meet with in your journey. Mysterious quote from uh, the Grim Fairy Tale number 97, The Water of Life. Ah. Um, Which, I don't know, what did you guys think of the the quote? What do you guys think of the quote this week? Um... I was very confused. I'm going to be super honest here. It was a little bit more abstract. Mm-hmm. I think it has some more to do with Nick protecting trouble. Like, trying to protect her, because he knows what she's about, the journey she's about to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe similar to what we're dealing with uh, from Rollick, who we'll get into all this story in a little mm-hmm. bit, but what we get with Rollick and Josh, like, he protected him from all of this knowledge his whole life yeah just didn't want to tell him because it would be it would be painful it'd be hard to deal with especially not being a grim you want to protect the people around you like mm-hmm. nick protected juliet from all of this insanity for years and the way we're still protecting Wu. yeah yeah <laughs> Everyone needs to protect Wu. Oh, but they keep putting him in danger. Whatever. <clears throat> we'll get there. Yes. Um Well, let's get let's get right into because this is like this is a big episode and we keep talking about it. This show, Grimm has gotten better and better oh, yeah. every week. Mm-hmm. It's so good. This last half of the season has been so good. I mean, like, I liked season one. Season two was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, there was great episodes here and there. Like, this was a fun week. This was a fun week. But, like, this la- the half- the back half of this season has been just nonstop, especially once they just, once they got, like, Adeline, like, give it after, like, once she got to Vienna and was, like, in the process of giving birth and everything, it just took off. So as soon as we met Meisner, <laughs> everything <laughs> became great. Unfortunately, though, even re- when he left, it was... It remained great. It remained great. I'm yeah. just saying he, he was the catalyst. He said, guys, I'm going to make the show so much better for you. But they had to get rid of Miser so we could get Trouble. Ah. See? We couldn't yeah. have Miser and Trouble. 
That's true. It'd it's be too, too much, too, too much, much badass. Yeah, too much badassery <laughs> for one. Oh, I'd love to see that. Oh, sorry. Getting oh my ahead god, of I know that these are both characters we like, but I would just love to see Trouble versus Meisner. Yeah. Whoa, that would be a standoff for the ages. That's like Wolverine versus the Hulk. Like, there's no one can possibly win. Yeah, sounds great. And Nick just stands <laughs> back and laughs. Nick, <laughs> why is Nick the villain all of a sudden in this version? Um, no, but let's get let's get into the actual episode yes. instead of our wild fan like <laughs> daydreams. Sorry, we had fangirl moments. We apologize. <laughs> um, we open up and they're they're dealing with some wedding prep. Did anyone else know, think that there was some pretty ominous music under the wedding prep? Because they're running around the kitchen talking about like Rose, Ju, Rose, uh, Rosalie needs to do this, and but Juliet's going to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And Nick needs to do this. And he only has to worry about the ring. What ring? <laughs> You're such a kidder, Nick. I love that no one laughed at any of this joke. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, and, he, and then he still says, "No one gets." I me. <laughs> I totally understand where he's coming from. That was a great. I was just like, I, I understand, Nick. When people yeah. don't get your jokes, I think listen to the show <laughs> might understand. Yeah, my uh, my, my mutual understanding. Yeah. Um, tr- trouble? Do you like spaghetti? No. I love spaghetti. That was a uh, a che- very cheesy line. It was. It was Parmesan cheesy. Was it Parmesan cheesy? <laughs> I'm not getting out. That's a cheesy line. Leave. We'll, we'll take it from here. <laughs> Just throw money at us. Um, but as, so we, we get off on this like light sort of moment, and like dinner seems to be going well. They're trying to figure out how Trouble's adjusting. Rosalie wants to know. She wants to know how Trouble's doing. Because this is all very insane. Rosalie also is like, hey, does anyone know what the story is here? No? No one's had the cojones to ask her no no but it's it makes sense <laughs> it's a touchy subject it, it's totally fair that they let her bring, give her own backstory in her own time you can only imagine and we get a little piece of mm-hmm. what horrors she's gone through in her life it, like she was in an insane asylum she was in foster care she said she didn't expect to live this long exactly and that you could see it that like that was very real I agree that Nick and Juliet have been right not to pressure her to give information and to tell everybody everything. But I love that Rosalie is the one who was like, hey, I'm just going to straight up ask you. Tell us about this. I think because Rosalie could come, she came at it from just a very conversational, like, I want to know about your life. Not Nick and Juliet would come at it like parents. Mm. They would be like mom and dad. Who touched you? (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Um, You're right. But it, from Rosalie, it's like a friend. And she mentioned Rosalie is the cool aunt. She is the yeah. cool aunt. And she <laughs> talked about her own experiences growing up and how she didn't know she was a food spell. Yeah, which still baffles me. And, I, and I'm on trouble side. Like, how did you not? It's a puberty thing. No, but... Huh? Yeah, but your family tells you, hey, you're going to go through puberty. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not always. Like, There's, I know plenty of people that didn't know they were going to go through puberty until it happened. Me, Especially girls. Who remind just, me like, where you grew up? Well... Just saying. Right, it happens. 
<laughs> but like, th- there's a difference between puberty, where like you're gonna get some hair in places that you didn't quite expect, mm-hmm. to you're a fox creature <laughs> who's <laughs> totally different from everybody else you know. We're all fox creatures in this family. Like you didn't, but like, do young can young Vessen see Voga? I'm sure they can see it when they're shown it. Like if that's they force what I. It. Well, I mean, everybody can, but like, I have to assume that like a ba- like a young toddler Fuchsbau who hasn't vogued yet mm-hmm. can still see if her parents vogued. Like, I'm assuming we haven't gone into it. Yeah. And trouble, I think, is is like because she asks, she's like, "How did you not know?" Right. She's asking all those questions that we for years have been like, "Why didn't Nick just yeah get yeah. the down low Thank on you, this? Trouble. Like, sit Monroe down, and be like, I want to go through some of the." Uh, minor points of this whole grim thing. Let's start well, like start to finish, birth to death. It's the same same with the Grimm. So why do some get it why did Trouble get it when she was a little mm-hmm. girl? Why did Grimm get it when he was like or Nick get it when he was like thirty something? Well that's and I mean they talk about how they don't they're not sure. And maybe we, nobody knows. But if you're a Fuchsbau, yeah. If you're born to Fuchsbau parents, you're gonna be a Fuchsbau. Those parents know. They could tell her. What happens if you're born to mixed breed parents? We don't know. That's why we, the we've, baby. We've, yeah, yeah we've, there, we're not quite sure. I mm-hmm. mean, it's we see with Renard that it's. We'll, we'll get back on topic in a second. What we see with Renard that he's like half hex and beast. He doesn't go full sure. like what we see with Adeline, what a full hex and beast is. But um, Renard is like half Zauber beast, so he only focuses in like his eye and like the lower part of his cheek. So yeah. Munro's Lee have a baby. It's gonna be. I don't know. A weird <laughs> fox right, wolf thing awesome. could be really cool. Yeah. Um, Anyway, let's get back on topic. Um, Because Trouble does talk about her past a little bit, and she basically talks about being assaulted Mm -hmm. um, in a garage. Like, a guy, like, grabbed her and tried to, like, force himself on her in the garage. And and she fought back. And she just instinctively grabbed a screwdriver, and uh, she didn't really say whether she stabbed him or not, but he didn't die. She She made clear that he didn't die. But he did get off me real fast. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, a little Grim has a screwdriver in her hands. Yeah. Yeah. That's somebody scary. got stabbed and it wasn't her. Yeah. Um, moving on. Um, and then they get a strange call mm-hmm. where somebody's asking for Nick. And we don't know who this guy is. He looks very sinister. He's standing outside the house and calling. The music was also very sinister. Yeah. Well, they wanted us to think the worst. Right. Um, but uh, so we, we see who we'll get to. We'll know him later as Josh mm-hmm. is like calling. He like wants to talk to Nick, and then he's like, I, I I, have a problem, but it's probably not yours. And then he hangs up and leaves. Nick's like, I get this all the time. Yeah. Which, I guess, as a cop, you do get strange calls from people. Right, because he was calling looking for the detective, Nick Burkhart. Yes, he was very specifically asking for police Nick, not Grim Nick. Yeah. Nothing was dropped to infer that N- Grim Nick needed to go out and deal with all this. Mm-hmm. Um... And then, so we follow him back. We leave this fancy little dinner, spaghetti dinner that they're all having, which Trouble has an appetite. Yeah, did you see how much spaghetti she ate? I can eat, but that was a lot. She was, uh... I don't think I could do that. That was so much. Definitely carbo-loading. That's like marathoner-esque. I mean, she's a grim. She's got a fast metabolism, and she deals with a lot of, like, fighting people. She also hasn't eaten in, like, God knows how I don't see Nick eating that much. (laughs) He's trying eating. To think. I don't know. He eats regularly. She doesn't. Yeah. That's true. But also that, like, she is, like, going through, we yeah, see training off screen mm-hmm. or whatever. So she's got her workout coming in. All right. Um, but so Josh goes back to his dad, and, like, it's the the old man that we got um, last week played by uh, Sam Anderson. Bernard. Of Lost Bernard. and <laughs> yep. Lost and Justified, yes. <laughs> 
Bernard. <laughs> I'm trying not to call him that because it's not his name. His name is Rollick. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Rollick Porter, as yep. we find out. Um, and this is the guy. We saw him last week with, with a, key. a key. The keys are back. And oh, mystery afoot. <laughs> um, there's a, and then as Josh is getting in the elevator, we see Weston. FBI Weston Stewart. Yes. Don't ever trust him. He's a dangerous, dangerous man. Yeah. Um, and some guy just, as soon as somebody got in the elevator after him, I'd say, oh, I thought it was going to be uh, FBI Stewart. Stewart. I did too. Um, but then it wasn't. I was like, oh, I wonder who this guy is. I don't think this is going to end well when but they start talking. That conversation, I was like, there's something wrong. Yeah. Something's wrong here. Something I mean, about people, the cable. People are friendly. No. And it was a that was a good ruse though. You have to you have to admit it was a great it was a ruse. smart ruse. He's on the he phone gets him with to his answer wife. the door. Yeah, because um, he's on the phone. He doesn't like seem too interested. And then he yeah. just make it small talk. Oh, is maintenance like screw with your life yet? <laughs> they will. <laughs> and then when so when maintenance comes knocking ten minutes later, yeah. it was smart. Makes sense. But the dad, the old old dad, is like, this is not good. We're in danger. You need to get Nick. Barkhard. Yeah. Get Nick. And instantly, I think we all start assuming. And, like, confirmed to my uh, prediction last week, he's a grim. <laughs> oh, I thought that last week, too. When I, yeah. As soon as I saw that key, I was like, oh, here we go. Another old grim dying off. Yeah. Well, which is, now that we've gotten, to, now that we're seeing more grims, like, they can finally sort of open the floodgates yeah, of that's it. Awesome. And it's just start giving. We've dealt enough with just Nick handling it on his own. Now we're going to get the uh, bigger grim world. What if there's a Grim Council? Ooh, we, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Wouldn't Mama Grim tell? I have lots I want to talk about. Maybe she doesn't know, or she's not supposed to tell him. Um, who knows? Know. Who knows? Why do they all die? Why do they all get old and get like cancer and die? His aunt did. Now he, this old man, because they're people. That's what people oh, do. But like the same way, why can't he just have, be old and die? But like he had some sickness, like uh, Aunt Marie. Hmm. Um, I don't think it was, so, I don't think it's connected. Grimberculosis. <laughs> it might oh be. God. I, I, it's possible. I, I doubt it. I don't think Grimm's have an expiration date any more than we all do. Yeah, but they might have some sort of gene with some sort of, has any, yeah, they might have something. Sorry. I mean, we know I may that. I watching too much Orphan We Black, know that they, they heal, we know that they heal better mm-hmm. than most people, so they would probably be more able to fight off cancer or whatever other diseases come their way. Nick their more own. so because of his zombie. zombie thing. But I don't think that it, they're any more they're any less susceptible to death and disease than we all are. I think there might be a grim berculosis type yeah. thing. Berculosis. So we'll call it. Um, no, I, I'm not sure. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. But all right. anyway, all right. So let's keep let's keep going through this. Um, we we do finally get like the the the, the Verat, like he comes through the door, mm-hmm. like just and the kids like, oh my god, what's happening? And then soared through the back. Yeah, mm, yeah, that was awesome. Dead. Good. Um, and they of course hightail it out of there. Um, try to find, and the kid, the guy is freaking out, but the dad calms down. He's like, they think he needs to call cops. It's like, the guy said he was maintenance. Does he look like maintenance? Did you think maintenance would attack you? Like, you know, there's something not right about this situation. This episode, there were multiple times. This is one of them. There was another time later on where they're making smart decisions. 
people are saying things very plainly and straightly in English, like smart decisions, and that's something you don't see on TV. No one ever makes a smart decision on TV. They're always like, oh, God, what do we do? Everyone's going to think we killed everyone. We got to hide. No, the guy was like, um, sorry, Rolick was like, he is clearly not maintenance. He lied to get in here and he attacked you. Let's think about that. And I love that this show is doing that as opposed to the rest of the TV universe <laughs> that is like, no, let's make things worse for ourselves. Yeah, we got to call the police and mm. the hospital. And it's like, no, he's dead. Just leave him. Yeah. Clearly a Virat. Look at the tattoo. Run. Yes. Look at the tattoo. What? Trying to tell us something? No, not at all. <laughs> um, so they, they leave and they go to hide in an abandoned gas station or whatever, mm-hmm. um, which is smart. Just lay low. They put the car in the back so that nobody can see them. And they just hide there. Meanwhile, Juliet and Trouble are having a nice little conversation. We didn't get to see the payoff of uh, Trouble's day out. Oh, that would have been fun. But we did get answer about the chess piece. Yes, we finally got a little bit more of an explanation. It's like a souvenir Mm -hmm. from just, like, her life. Like, um, where she talks about being in the, the institution. And she likes the way the knight moves. Mm-hmm. Real, it's this was I, I love this little bit. Um, she likes the way it moves. It's different from any of the other pieces, which is true. It's why I I love my knights when I play chess. It's because they can jump. They they move. Compl- no other character, even the queen, can't move like a knight. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how she sees herself as like there's nobody else like me. Of course, now she's dealing with the fact that there are people like mm-hmm. her. She's well, not alone. I mean, there are two knights. I liked her explanation of. Uh... When they, Juliet said, what about the queen? And she's like, oh, I like the queen, too. Yeah. No, she used the queen to kill a man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She jammed him into a coyote's neck. <laughs> I, I can just picture how that's going down, where she's, like, playing chess with somebody, and she beats him, and he's like, oh, I'm so mad. Voga. Oh, stab. Ah, thank you. That was how I pictured it. Nice. That's how it probably went down, guys. This has been a present presentation of Grim Theater <laughs> here at AfterBuzz TV. I don't know what that voice was. Anyway, um, but, but so yeah, um, Hank and Nick are like. I like that they offered a little bit of explanation because we talked about it a little bit on this show. That like sometimes like or what happened to Trouble's whole case when he like let her go. I'm so glad they brought it up. And they clearly, like, yes, there was another girl at the scene. Like, there they were didn't two cl- girls. Yeah, there were, well, there were two girls, but they were saying, there was another girl here mm-hmm. who is not brought in or anything. And they're like, well, all they know about her that was that her name was Teresa. They didn't have a last name. There are no prints at the scene. It's all good. And so they actually explain how Trouble's not in prison or, like, in the system right now. Well, that answers the question about the last case, but not about the case where they originally found her, where she was wanted, and there were pictures of her from the first time well, we met her. I think um, one of our uh, listeners on YouTube, I'm, I apologize to them, I don't have their name in front of me, but they were saying, and I like this explanation, that, like, they did bring her in. So she was brought in. Nick then released her, presumably as... He could. He found evidence that that was not. She was not connected to those crimes. But when was she brought in? What do you mean? She wasn't brought in. She was brought in. She was in. Remember, she was yeah. in the holding cell for a, for a brief period when she, in her first episode. Remember? Nick brought her. He, they captured her, and she wasn't cooperating. So Nick brought her into the 
police station and she was in holding, but they never charged her her with anything. Got it. I forgot about that completely. They took her to the trailer. I think that that's a reasonable explanation for where she was, what she was doing. I Um, totally accept that. Wonderful. Thank you, YouTube commenter. (laughs) Um, But so... They um, meanwhile, there Nick and Hanker brought it called into Bernard's office about the Verat member that was found dead in the hotel room. The special Verat. Yeah, and this is I could not. I'm going to attempt to pronounce it just off of what he said because I couldn't really make out every syllable. The a Verat Unenerberte, Unenerbe. I don't know. Someone will help. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a special task force set up to find and like take back like mystical objects or powerful objects like anything special yeah sort of like verat svu that's right just german for special objects unit objects with a v mystical yeah i don't speak german <laughs> all right I'll uh, allow uh, it. i just like the idea of verat SUV. they're the uh same i'd watch that same show. guys that uh indiana jones try to fight off mm. but so this is one more thing of like <laughs> nick doesn't know all these random things about the grim world Maybe somebody should have thought to tell him about it. And like, it's the Verat tattoo. It just has, like, it's extra fancy. It was super like, swords fancy. and stuff. Yeah. I loved it. It's like when you go up in rank in the military, you get extra stripes and extra bars and stars and things, you know? So the Verat, they have their original tattoo, and then when you get, like, yeah. transferred into this unit, you get a fancy tattoo? Right, yeah. <laughs> they just add to it. I'll take it. Yeah. Um. But so they start tracking. So, like, Suddenly, we know that they're on the case. Nick mm-hmm. has no idea that this is the guy who called him last night, of course. But when he goes back to Nick's place and finds only trouble there, shows him a picture of a um, of Rot member. Um, no, he shows a uh, trouble photo of a Vessin. Yeah, it was the... Um, oh, what am I doing? The... Uh, oh, there it is. It. Come on. Yeah, dude. all right, all right. Uh, uh, I don't have it in front of me. I can only keep track of so much. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, Roya and the booth. (laughs) It's okay. It's the type of vessel that are always in the variety. Yes. So they, they, but, and she, she instantly knows what it is. And he's just shocked that somebody else is acknowledging. Yeah. I think the interaction with Josh and Trouble at uh, Nick's house is really, um, her showing that, like, she's getting this, she's understanding that she's not crazy, there's a huge world around her, and that she has a duty to, like, fight and protect. And I think it was really great that she ends up going with him. It was something Jaeger something. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. Right? You're right. Yeah. Yes. Something Jaeger something. Uh, anyway. Jaeger something. But, um... But it's, uh, she goes, she, like, I'm going with... Nick's not here right now, and she tries to call him, and he doesn't answer. Which... Take your cell phone with you, Nick. Yeah. Also, he would have seen a missed call. Yeah, why didn't he call her back? He didn't call back because it was home. He so he didn't oh, know. Oh, that's was... just Juliet. Yeah, it's <laughs> clearly not an emergency. Nothing could possibly be wrong. I'm sorry. If it was an emergency, there'd be a voicemail. Why didn't trouble a leave a voicemail? What is she going to say? Hey, someone showed up. I went with him. Hey, somebody showed up that clearly is a grim or knows a grim. Uh, or is Vessin, like, so there's a thing happening, FYI, so I'm going with it. she has and no he, information, she eventually calls him hey and Nick. gives him all the information. Yeah. Hey, Nick, this is, uh, Trouble, just wanted to let you know someone stopped by with a picture <laughs> of a Hoonjager. Nice! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Dylan, uh, points to Dylan. 
But uh, so they she goes and then they are showing the, her the trunk. And this is something I thought was interesting because they had no way of identifying each other as Grimm's. Mm-hmm. So there's no way that a Grimm can tell if somebody else is if somebody else is a Grimm. Right. We established that when we first met Trouble when Nick was fighting her and he needed Monroe to tell him. The only way they can show each other is by showing each other their drawings. Are you a Grimm? <laughs> yes. Are you a Grimm? Yes. <laughs> I loved the interaction between um, Trouble and Rollick um, when she's like, you know about the books? I have the books. You got big books? I got big books. Let me see the books. Oh, my God. Greatest conversation ever. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Showing each other the drawings. Well, it's like yeah. Nick might have a tr- – this guy has a trunk, which is like his little mini version of Nick's trailer yeah. that's been passed down from – it's been in his family forever. Mm-hmm. Um it just like this is more about like the, the bigger grim universe, as we keep saying. Like we finally get – to see, like, it's not just Nick alone out there. There are lots of people around the world, or presumably just a few, mm-hmm. but multiple people who are dealing with this. Well, if Rolick came from Pennsylvania, might we assume that there are Grimm's in, in every city? In every uh, state, I mean? Hmm. Well, spread out, yeah. I would think I mean, so. it's possible. I mean, but they just sort of wind up where they wind up. Because not everyone is going to be a police officer, Right. Um, there are Grimm's working with the resistance, as we see with Kelly. There are Grimm's, like, there's Nick Grimm, like, who's patrolling. He's, mm-hmm. like, out to save the day. And I'm sure there are other Grimm's who are just, like, trying to live their That's lives. That's what uh, he was. Rallick, as we say? Rallick, yeah. Rallick, yeah. He said, I can't, I couldn't do what you do. I couldn't do that. Exactly. He was exactly. saying, basically, like, I wasn't hunting down this, and I was just trying to not. Yeah, and protect <laughs> the key. He yeah. laid low right. to protect it, because Nick's very high profile. Everybody around the world knows about Nick. Obviously, he came from Pennsylvania just to meet Nick. Yeah. (laughs) He knew him. Yeah, he, like, traveled. Yeah, who knows where he found out about him. I mean, Nick's the kind of guy who, just just to make a point, will cut off an enemy's head and mail it back to Europe in a box. Just cause. Cause he's Nick. It wasn't just cause. It was a very valid point. He was making a point. He made, but I'm that, just he saying, made that point. He did put he, a head in a box and mail it across the <laughs> across the ocean. He made a grim point. I am a grim. But you so will trouble. Die. So trouble finally gets um, Nick to Nick to over there to help out. Well, before she does that, she gives him um, the greatest phone call ever. It is the hey. Here's what's happening, in case you haven't watched any of this episode. At this moment, <laughs> here's how it's going down. Also, let me point out, there are three Grimm's in Portland at once. And I think that statement was huge. Because she's like, that must mean something. And then they ignored it, and it kept go- like the episode kept going. Well, I'm- I think that's a huge deal. I think something bigger is coming. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, sure. I mean, just the fact that there are two keys in the same place, mm-hmm. that's dangerous. They were separated for a va- very important reason. Aren't there only three? Uh, Did they say that? Did I make that up? I don't I remember ever hearing a limit, but there are not very, there are not a ton of them left. Sure. It was either three or four. Okay. Um, it might have been three. Um, either way, there are not very many out there. Mm-hmm. It's now dangerous, the fact that these people have two-thirds or half of the map the, to what? Who knows what? I'm so excited that it's back, though. <laughs> because let's just before we talk about that, let's finish talking about what um, the storyline with this, Josh. Yeah, the actual storyline. So they come in. Nick goes and he he finally meets Rock on his deathbed because now they're at the hospital, mm-hmm. and he's just trying, he like this has been his like life 
mission in a way is to protect this, to get it to somebody who can protect it. And he's trying to pass it off and he reaches for his cane. And at that moment, he dies. Which I'm like, he was talking about his cane. Give him the cane. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was very, very clear that it was in the cane. Which I think, I think it was just that Nick didn't hear it. So he didn't, he couldn't connect all of that. Whereas the, and the kid, Josh, he just thought like, oh, he's reaching for his cane to get up. Right. Um, but there's nothing else that they have there. Um, Josh then mentions about the Detective Donovan who called. Yes. Super bad as like, we know, we saw who De- Detective Donovan mm-hmm. was. And yeah, it was Detective Donovan says to him, there was a witness who saw the fight go down and we know it was self-defense. How is there a witness inside of their hotel room? Josh even says, oh, there was a witness? And he goes, yes, and we know that it was self-defense. It's fine. Josh is just trying to make heads. He's trying to figure out what this is. And I think this is, to him, an out. Oh, the police understand that we were attacked. Because right now he's thinking, we just committed murder. Mm -hmm. He has no idea all the backstory. All he knows is he just witnessed his father kill a man. And the fact that now the police are calling and saying, we know that it wasn't your fault. He's just relieved, I think. And so he's willing to accept that. He's willing to Somebody somehow logic. saw it. Maybe it was like a camera in the hotel room. Who knew? Creepy, <laughs> but who knows? Um, but he's waiting, and he's just waiting for the guy to arrive. He, assu- he assumes that it is the police. He doesn't. He's not used to this grim life yeah. of, like, a suspecting everyone around you. And again, someone makes a smart decision, and he tells Nick, hey, Detective Donovan called and said all of this stuff. And Nick, of course, knows that something is up. And he's like, trouble, wait here. Which, in my mind, was like, not just wait here to protect yourself, but wait here because to protect the dude. And, like, because he's important, too. Yeah, knowing trouble, wait here for any reason. She's not going to. She doesn't even hesitate. No. She's just like, Nick leaves, and then she's like, okay. All right, I'm going to follow him. (laughs) Um, But lucky she does because out in the parking lot, Hank's waiting, and he's attacked by Five members of the, the rod. It was three at the car. It was three at first. Two in the car. Exactly. One jumps out of the car uh, after Agent Stewart tries to hit him with the car, and then he leaves. Well, like, he's yeah, he's he can't be seen. He's an FBI agent. Yeah, he also I think is a wuss. Is what just happened. Well, he's an ex FBI agent. Yeah, he's a rogue he's FBI agent. Rogue. He's gone rogue. <laughs> um, but so. They finally, like, they, they take down the Verat with Trouble's help. Like, mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, good thing you, she didn't listen to me. Yeah. Which is like, as a mentor, Nick, maybe you should uh, have not said that, because now she's never going to listen to you. Well, Hank said good thing she didn't listen. Either way, Nick agreed. <laughs> yes. And that's no, never no, a good thing. I thought thing. it was Nick. Hank yeah. said, I thought, you told, I thought I told you to tell her to stay inside. And Nick, Nick, said, goes, I, I did. Nick goes, I did. And then Hank goes, well, good thing she didn't oh, listen. Oh, okay. Either way. Either way. Um, but now they were talking about, they, they, they take, saw her. So remember, they've been wondering, oh, there was a girl. There was a, remember in the room we talked about who was the people there holding you hostage? And he said it was uh, Nick. Oh. It was uh, it was Renard. Sean, and there and was some a, woman. And a woman. They're going to probably think that trouble is that woman now interesting that was what i got out of it fair enough because the one guy still got away so they'll probably be like "Ah, i saw the woman it's a girl she's a grim fbi agent uh probably not too i mean not too far off it's like just as bad for them because you don't want either one of those people being discovered 
Um, Luckily, Nick tells Trouble to take the car and go home. Yes. They're like, we need to clear out, and Hank calls in the actual police like there was an attack. Or... I hope they called off the police to look for that car, too, because they right. were looking for that car. Well, Trouble so... gets arrested on yeah. the drive home. <laughs> well, so Nick says to Hank, uh, you got this? And he's like, yeah. What is he going to Yeah, say? how's he going to explain what? that? You got this? I took Look, all four of these point, guys. <laughs> after three years of dealing with this... He's just, he's got explanations in the bag. At this point, though, I he's feel He's already like, got four possibilities of how to explain this away. I just wonder who, like, Sean's boss is like, why do you guys have so many unsolved cases <laughs> that make no sense? And, like, clearly you're letting people go. I'm just, I'm just saying, I wonder when we get to that point, when someone starts noticing. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those things you just kind of have to... I hope next season. I mean, you can deal with it. Plot. It would be very interesting to see if, like, the because it's Captain Renard, but like, who's the chief of police here? Yeah. <laughs> Is the chief of police a Grim? Is he a Vessin? Very oof, oof. You know, it would make sense. Yeah, that only a Vessin could overlook all of this. Yeah, could overlook for um, Denver. It would be very interesting to see if we get to deal with that. But so. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the story, we get them <clears throat> wrapping, like, they're, they're sorting through everything, they're looking for the key, they're like, what are we going to do? And Hank showing what he, like, Hank has a very few opportunities to show what he's really yeah. useful for in this. He takes one look at the cane, and, like, after Nick pops the top off, and he's like, they're, they're like, what do you do? It's like a little brain teaser puzzle, like, yeah. that you get in, <laughs> with, like, the rings, and mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out how to get it off. And he just takes, he's like, all right, so this goes into there. And then you turn and then smack it here. Bam. And then, bam, I have the key. <laughs> um, very well hidden. Mm-hmm. Very difficult to find. Although I have to imagine that if you just smashed it, it would have, which I'm not saying they should have smashed the cane. I'm yeah. just saying if you're searching for a key, it's a wooden cane. Yeah. I don't do that much. Tap it. It's hollow. Done. Yeah. But either, but either way, it was a good hiding. It was a good enough hiding place for all these years. Yes. Um, generations have hidden the key within that cane, um, and it's it's a thing you can carry with you at all, at all times. Yeah, and as an old man, no one's gonna question it. Yeah, and they're just like it all goes back to Germany as they put up putting the map together, and that's where it leads. And so I think maybe next season we're gonna get grim adventure to Germany. Oh, I hope so. Nick out of Portland. Yeah, be good. it'd be tough. They wouldn't be able to go for too long, I don't think. Yeah, Wu but... has to hold down the fort. Him and Hank. <laughs> That's a spinoff. Or Wu, Hank, in trouble. Like get their own spinoff, like <laughs> keeping Portland safe. Uh, but there's so much in this story. Like it was a great ride. I love that we got another Grim. As I keep, I've been calling for for so long, and yeah. now they're just like, here's one, and here's another, and here's another. I think that can only mean trouble, not well, the girl. That, yeah. Can only mean problems. Like yes. trouble is afoot. Yes. Um, I really liked one moment there towards the end. They're all standing in the room. They're all going over everything, yeah. and the guy goes, "Oh, I'm glad to know, uh, you know, that I'm not crazy." And he goes. Unless all of you are. And they <laughs> pull back. Yeah. And everyone just stops. Well, he asks. He's like, what, what kind of cop are you? Yeah. I get asked which, that a lot. Yeah. Which <laughs> that sums up a lot of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and just before we sum up the rest of this episode, I'm going to take a quick break and talk about iTunes. Oh, good. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much, as we say every week, but I cannot say it enough. Thank you so much for watching this show. We are big fans of Grimm. We, I know you guys are big fans of Grimm, and we want to make this the best Grimm podcast it can possibly be 
for all of you. And I, I bet you're wondering how you can help us make it the best podcast. How can uh, you guys help us make it the best podcast? It's so simple. All you have to do is go on to iTunes and give us a review, rating and a review. It does a world of difference for helping raise the visibility of the of the network, helping raise the visibility of our show against other Grim podcasts, and because that just helps us get really cool guests, really cool just stuff. And we, we can't tease anything yet, but I can tease that we are working diligently on some exciting stuff. Uh, hopefully, if you follow us on Twitter, which we'll throw out our Twitter handles at the end of the show, you uh, follow for updates and we'll get you mm-hmm. that uh, in news and information as it becomes uh, uh, available to us. And we have a challenge that has been issued about uh, <laughs> iTunes reviews. We want 100 reviews by July. There are only two episodes left of the season. But you can still rate while we're not on the air. You can still review, and we'd appreciate it. 100 reviews means that while I am at Comic-Con, I'll be harassing the cast for us. For us. Not just harassing them, but for us. Yes. Um, And I want to give two quick shout-outs to uh, some fans on iTunes who said, uh, Podcasting Addict said... Worth subscribing to. I'm Aww. sorting through the available Grim podcasts, and so far, this one is a keeper. The hosts are entertaining and seem to enjoy each other. Aww. It's not a very deep show, so it doesn't really <laughs> merit a lot of... Di- they're talking about Grim. Yeah, not they're us. talking about us. <laughs> um, it doesn't really merit a lot of dissection, but if you enjoy the show, this is a nice way to spend some time. Yeah. That's the, yeah, spend some time in the car, listen to us. Um, then VandyFan402 says, excellent, five stars. I love this podcast. Very intelligent hosts with a good personality. Aww. I don't know if Thanks, I'd go guys. that far. We're but not uh, very deep. <laughs> we're not deep. This show's not that deep, let's be honest. Um, but so you know, there's other ways you can help out, too. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys didn't know, if you, ter- if you haven't been watching any other After Buzz shows... Um, our executive producer Maria Menounos and our, and Kevin Undergaro, executive producers, I should have said, yeah. are, are currently on a show on Oxygen called uh, Chasing Maria Menounos. And if you tune in on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. to Oxygen, you can get a behind-the-scenes look at Maria and Kevin's life. Um, and you can even see episodes that talk about AfterBuzz. So you can see some uh, a pool party where a lot of the AfterBuzz hosts were having fun. Mm-hmm. You really get to see behind the curtains of this whole operation and helping that show stay on and get a season two also helps after buzz stay on. He helps keep these lights going because if there's no lights, it makes it very hard for you to see us. And when the microphones don't turn on, it makes it very hard to, to hear, hear us. us. I know I can shout very loud, but not that loud. Um, nice. I, yeah, nice. <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, so let's get back into it. Um, let's talk about, Adeland and Renard. Yes. Oh, boy. Because they had their own craziness. Last week, we had Adeland using blood magic to open this mystical, what I can only imagine was a spell book. Mm-hmm. And we saw that pay off this week in a big way. You seem angry. Um, well, what she's she's up to no good. I'm really glad we got to see the um, necklace of bones. Oh, yeah, that was cool. A legitimate skeleton key. It was gross, (laughs) but I thought that was awesome. It was really, uh, I was like, what is that? What is she going to use it? She's just going to, like, jiggle it around or, like, wear it. Voodoo magic. Voodoo. Voodoo. She she made it a key. Amazing. Go do that voodoo that you do. (laughs) Moving on. Um, But she, I mean, we come back, and, and Renard is... Like, Renard is furious with her. Like, she's sending mixed signals, and then 
He at one point I thought this summed up their relationship so well. She got lucky. She got lucky she didn't come like an hour earlier in trouble sitting on the couch. Right. <laughs> right. Trouble would have messed her up. Um it's like if I didn't but Renard says he's like, if I didn't know you better, I'd be in love with you. And then they have the weirdest kiss ever. Where <laughs> both their eyes are open and they look like they don't want to kiss. It's just the weirdest. Um honestly, I the fans know anyone who saw this kiss, it was so <laughs> uncomfortable. It was like Apparently it wasn't that uncomfortable because boom, sex. It was like, I guess I, I really want to do you. I guess I want to do you too, but I hate you. Kiss. Boom. Sex. Nothing like hate sex. Anyway. <laughs> thanks for that. Um, but, but, they, but so then she proceeds, and she, she's on the phone with somebody named Dr. Silverton. No, she's looking for uh, Juliet at work. Mm-hmm. Juliet Silverton. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, Renard, but uh, Renard doesn't hear that. He just hears doctor. And then he, she's like, oh, but uh, and two, two coffees. coffees. And, <laughs> and I guess we, that was her way of checking to see if she was at home. Yeah, right. which played out. But uh, before we move on to what her plans were, can we just appreciate that Renard entered? He woke up and entered the room where she was on the phone without a shirt on. And it was beautiful. <laughs> and I just wanted to appreciate it. And then she takes off her robe. And walks back into the bedroom completely naked. Because they had boom, sex. I think they then had boom, more sex. Probably. No, she wouldn't get ready. She had to go get those coffees. <laughs> no, the coffees were being... Anyway. Uh, so Sean tells um, Wu to watch But so, yeah, Sean, he's very suspicious. And he, he puts a tail on her and finds out that she, she... He basically follows her to Nick and Juliet's house where he finds her after she's taking hair. She takes a nighty. I'm like, and instantly, the instant I saw those two things, I was like, oh, this is going to be like a polyjuice potion yep. situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Renard catches her, and she just uses her hex and beast power and smashes him in the head. With grandma's face. Yeah, that's yeah. messed up. Juliet's grandma's face. Too bad. So Adeline doesn't know about trouble yet, right? No. No. She has no idea. So there's. Um, that's going to be a violent uh, situation when it comes up. Renard also doesn't know about trouble yet. Ooh. They're tre- they're keeping trouble yeah. under wraps. That's why Nick doesn't want any the the Verat to see her. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want that out. Yeah, in the world. Um, and so he he looks for her after he wakes up, and of course she's gone. He doesn't know where. And then we cut to her back in the storage, storage unit. unit. She has a, she, this is like full on witch mode. Oh yeah. yeah, she has a cauldron with a green like. Bubbling substance yes. in there, bubble, bubble, doil, and etc. Um, Holly juice potion. Anyway, she puts this awesome witch's hat, which I was like, oh, of course she has a witch's yeah, hat. Yeah, she takes that. I was like, oh, that's where that comes from. Because it's her bong? Well, I didn't know that that's where it was going <laughs> when she took out the hat. I, I was thought like, it was more like a hookah. Sure. A witch hookah. I mean, it was a very interesting hookah. that she like she puts it on and it fills with the smoke, and then she starts breathing in it. I, it, it is pretty much a bong, let's be honest <laughs> here. Uh, um, Claire Coffey's father tweeted that it was a bong. Oh, wow. <laughs> Claire Coffey, who plays Adeline. Yeah. Witch bong. Yeah. A witch, a a witch bong. bong. I thought you were asking a question. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Um, and then the grossest thing happens. Well, she vogues, and then when she unvogues, she is Juliet. Evil Juliet. Oh, yeah, and she's getting the voice right. Oh, it was so creepy. Oof. 
It is. Uh, I mean, it, doom is on the horizon. Although yeah. I don't think I've ever heard Juliet call Nick baby. baby. So yeah. when she walks up and says that, Nick's going to be like, what? What's happening? It was weird. I mean, we know that Adeline, I mean, who knows what power she has over Nick having been, like, mixed with his blood. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a very interesting... I'm, I'm very interested to see where, like, what she plans to do with that. I assume she's going to try to take Nick's power. I hope there's not some kind of boom sex again. I mean, it's something that they dealt with... Juliet. They dealt with a little bit um, when Juliet first got, like, sick, um, thanks <clears> to <throat> Adeline, is the, the idea of... A true love. It's such a classic fairy tale trope, and I thought that Grimm did a, had a great way of using that as like something that has true power, mm-hmm. something mystical, something that we can't put into real life words. Like like all this magic is is love, and it has an effect. It has a power stronger, different, not just stronger, but different than all this other magic. But if Nick thinks he's with his true love, what kind of power could that, could Adeline use to affect him? Wow. That is intense. So I'm thinking that that (laughs) that's going to be what she ends up doing is by convincing uh, some combination of the fact that he took away her powers using his blood so that that blood is now partially in her and the fact that if she, now that she is Juliet, Mm -hmm. if he treats her like he's in love with her, true love's kiss or whatever like we sort of have dealt with that is and I mean that's Nick's Nick's going down hard Nick dies and trouble takes over the show (laughs) put it on the board (laughs) it's called Grimm not Grimm's so So. before we uh, get into predictions we still have more to talk about well yeah I want to talk a little bit about you're predicting and I want us to not okay I want to talk about Rosalie's wedding prep yeah Um, Rosalie is having a freak out. Well, yeah, she's, she's planning a, a wedding. Yeah, she's a bride to be. Yeah. yeah, I have this. She says this. She sums it up really in just one line. I have this feeling that something awful is going to happen. <laughs> no, never. Really? I mean, she spells it out. She's like, "Your family of blue bots, and we want this to be like a great coming together of the, your family and my family." But there's also a grim, multiple grims. They have to tell trouble not to come, right? I she's going to have to wear sunglasses, She's too. not ready for that. <laughs> yeah. How awesome would it be to see Nick and Trouble just walk up both wearing sunglasses? sunglasses like, like what's up? <laughs> and they're like, who are these two? They would look like such D-bags. They'd have to, like, oh, they're in the band. <laughs> yeah. And then they get up and they're like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> um, the great line that Monroe gives her is, it's a wedding. It's supposed to be overwhelming. To keep you from doing it more than once. That was a really sweet line. That is the sweetest line ever, and I wish people said that more often. <laughs> Maybe they will now. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Copy, a quote of Grimm at yeah. your wedding. <laughs> what could be more romantic? Nothing. <laughs> um, and then, so, I mean, they're they're in a good place. They're almost there. I mean, there's always that last-minute panic of, like, oh, the cake's not going to be there on time. Oh, you just can't arrive the next day. Are you crazy? Yeah. Um, but I think the wedding's going to come together. Some it's just that once it, everything's going to – all the stuff is going to come together. Um, now I'm getting into a little, little bit of predictions, but shit, the wedding's not going to go so great. <laughs> So let's let's, let's, let's get, get into, into predictions. actual predictions real quick. Got to wrap up here in a few minutes. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. predictions. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> so much to talk about um, the in the preview for the season finale. Oof. Season finale next week. Are we all watching it live? Everybody going to watch it live? Um, I usually can't on Fridays. I'm, I'm often working. Oh. Well, if you got to work, you got to work. But if you can... This should be it. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to have to the social media shut down until yeah. I can watch. Ugh. But, so we saw the wedding. Yes. The wedding's going down. Um, yes. Adeline is, it looks like Alan's going to have slept with Nick because he's like in the car with Julia. He's like, no, we, we made love. And she's like, no, we didn't. Adeline gets around. Oh, so it is going to happen. I didn't see that. I was just... In the preview, oh, we saw it. It's I, We saved it for now because we don't want to yeah, like, yeah, yeah. tease people. But, like, yeah, that it's going to happen. Oh, boy. It, um, Trouble sees two Juliets. She says that she sees two Juliets. Um, FBI agent Stewart is still on the loose. Trouble and Bernard are going to meet. But so what do you guys think? That's what we saw happen. What do you yes. guys think is going to happen? Um, in the season finale, I think that... Um, Ooh, I don't know what I think is going to happen. I'm just really excited. Go. <laughs> Adeline Trouble Throwdown. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I... Trouble st- versus Evil Juliet. Yeah, I think we're going to have to see that. I think Trouble... I, I think Trouble's going to either intercept... I, I, I still maintain... Sorry, my, my prediction from last week. I, I still think it's going to happen. I think that Nick is going to, through this process, lose his powers... And Trouble is going to... So he's going to be in this weird zone in the beginning, at least, of next season where he is a powerless, former, essentially a former Grimm, a shell of himself, while Trouble has all the power. And he has this, like, old sports coach thing where he can't do it anymore, but he can tell her how to do it. You think Trouble's going to stick around? I think she's sticking around. I think she's sticking around, too. She's such a good character and such a great addition to this team as, like, this pseudo-daughter figure for Nick and Juliet to like raise and bring mm-hmm. into the fold. I think it's going to get very complicated, but I don't think she's leaving what the show. Adeline gets pregnant again and has a Hex and Grim baby. Oh. oh my god. That girl needs to close <gasps> That's her what this whole thing has been about. She just wants another baby and she wants it to be Nick's baby. Oh my god. See? <laughs> Hex and Grim baby. No. No, please. <laughs> I mean, it might be it could be very interesting. Yes. Um all right, so okay. let's uh, let's wrap it up. Dylan, where can the people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Dylan Chance, or you can also find me tonight on Turn and on Cosmos. Ooh. You can find me online at yell.tv, that's Y-A-E-L.tv, and on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Google+, Plus at Yell Teagle, that's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L, and I need to give a shout-out to uh, Siren's Boudoir for the styling for today. Get more info on yell.tv. Hey guys, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all those places at that Zach Wilson, T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. I'm just doing Grim right now at AfterBuzz. I don't have any other shows, but uh, coming in June, I uh, will have a bunch of new shows, and then as we get into the fall, there's a bunch more. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I'm Zach Wilson. Thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.